salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Do all things without complaining and disputing that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast the word of life so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain or labored in vain. Verse 14, again, do all things, say it with me, all things, without complaining and disputing. Say, without complaining. complaining. Amen. We're going to stop right there. I want to preach as the Holy Spirit shall give me help. Pray for me, watch chapel. Pray for me, family and friends. As the Holy Spirit shall give me help from the topic, a cure for complaining. A cure for complaining. Not Robitussin. Amen. Uh-huh. Amen. Not castor oil. Amen. But a consecrated cure for complaining. Lord, bless your word. Bless me as your vessel. May the words of my mouth and meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Speak through me. Let your word go forth with power. Your words, my mouth, in Jesus' name, amen. A cure for complaining. If you are alive, alert, and aware, then you are wrestling with some type of temptation. If you are honest with yourself, holy and humble enough to admit it, then you have to admit even on this, the third Sunday in September in 2020, you and I are wrestling, dealing, and struggling with some temptation. What tempts you might not tempt me, but all of us, if we're honest with ourselves on this Lord's day, are wrestling and dealing with some temptation. If it's not the temptation to feel sorry for yourself, then it's the temptation to do too much when we ought to be still and trust God to work things out for his glory and our good. If it's not the temptation to spend what we don't have to impress folk that don't like us, then it's the temptation to deny the reality that a duck says quack, quack. If it's not the temptation to make excuses, then it's the temptation to be legalistic 
and petty when we should be gracious and merciful as we have received grace and mercy from Almighty God. If it's not the temptation to be apolitical, then it's the temptation to be hyper-political when we ought to be sanely engaged in the political process. If it's not the temptation to doubt, question, and be skeptical about the goodness of Almighty God, then it's the temptation to be silent when we ought to speak up about what's going on and injustice and hypocrisy in our world. If it's not the temptation to judge a book by its cover when we haven't even read the table of contents, then it's the temptation to forget what God has done in our past. If it ain't one temptation, talk to me on this Sunday morning, then it's another type, shape, or form of temptation that we are dealing with, struggling with, or wrestling with on this Lord's Day morning. How many of us on this Lord's Day morning will just raise that sanctified left hand and say, Preacher, you are talking about me. According to this text, Paul, the great evangelist, missionary, theologian, preacher of the gospel, is helping a church overcome, or I would say conquer, the temptation and tendency to complain. The church at Philippi is one of the greatest churches Paul has a relationship with in the New Testament. While the church at Philippi is a great, thriving, dynamic, vital congregation that understands the joy of the Lord is its strength, the church at Philippi, like Watch Chapel, is an imperfect congregation. Greatness does not mean perfection. Being good, strong, vital, healthy does not mean without flaw and without weaknesses. You can be great, but all of us have our weaknesses, foibles, and imperfections. As good as the church as Philippi was, Paul is having to challenge the church to conquer and overcome and cease its tendency to complain. We are not certain exactly what the church at Philippi is complaining about. But there's something wrong when the preacher, pastor, founder, organizer of the church has to write a letter from a Roman jail cell and challenge the church about its tendency to engage in unnecessary argumentation, demonic disputing, and unconsecrated complaining. Help me preach on this Sunday morning. Church folk complaining. We don't know anything about that here. Church folk complaining. Pastor is preaching to God gone long. Complaining, the music is too loud. Complaining, we ain't doing what we used to do in 1980. 
complaining. There are too many new members at my church complaining. I don't understand digital technological advances complaining. Y'all ain't talking to me. Uh, we need to do what the church around the corner is doing, complaining. Don't know when we're going to come back to God's house complaining. We don't know anything about complaining, but this church here that Paul is speaking to is dealing with an issue of complaining. And as Paul writes this letter from a Roman jail cell, Paul is encouraging the church to cease and desist their tendency to complain. Paul is encouraging the church to make up in their mind in the Paul words of Paul Jones. Come on, go old school with me to sing the song, I Won't Complain. Your good days have been better than your bad days. Your ups, you've had more ups than you've had downs. You've had more successes than you've had weaknesses. You've had more W's than you had L's. Don't complain. Think about the goodness of God and make up in your mind as individuals and a collective that we could, but we won't complain. Can I help somebody on this Sunday morning? And I'm not just talking about in the church. I'm talking about in every area of our lives. No, the job ain't perfect, but praise God, you got a job. Your family ain't perfect, but they love you. Can I preach this word in here? Your neighborhood ain't all that it could be, but the last time you checked, your house was appreciating. America ain't all that it could be. But praise God, you get to vote in the upcoming election. Nah, every leader ain't holy, upright, and upstanding. But those who ain't holy, upright, and upstanding can be voted out of office if we would get up and play our part. Can I preach this word on this Sunday morning? You can make up in your mind, I won't complain. Complaining ain't going to solve the problem, but it's going to create more problems. Complaining ain't going to end the drama, but it's going to create more drama. Complaining is not going to make you look good, but it's going to make you look small, tonightsy, and petty. Complaining is counterproductive costly and contrary to the cause of Christ. Complaining ain't going to build up. It's going to tear down. Complaining ain't going to help. It's going to hurt. Complaining ain't going to push the ball forward, but it's going to hold you back. Do something other than complain. Can I preach on this Sunday morning? It might make you feel good for 10 seconds, but at the end of the day, complaining is not helpful, holy, or sanctified. While Paul discourages complaining, through Paul's example and interaction with the church at Philippi, Paul says, I could complain. But I won't complain. Can I preach on this Sunday morning? I'm talking good to bless somebody in here right now. We, 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 we could complain about any and every doggone thing. We can complain about racism in America 
and black folk thinking that white ice is colder than black ice. We could complain about upcoming hypocrisy among Republicans who are switching their rules from 2016 to 2020. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. We can complain about people who are eligible to vote but who won't get up to vote and participate in the upcoming election. We can complain about church folk supporting football, basketball, but neglecting the body of Christ called church. We can complain about the nasty lyrics of some hip-hop artists. We can complain about 2,000 200,000 people unnecessary dying because of lack of national leadership in the midst of a global pandemic. We can complain about immigrant women being used as scientific guinea pigs because they are of a brown hue. We can complain, but there's something better we ought to do instead of complain. Paul says you could complain. But I want you to embrace a cure for complaining. And on this Sunday morning, God has given me a word to encourage everybody to embrace a cure for complaining. Preacher, what's the cure for complaining? The first cure for complaining, it's threefold. Amen. Let me sanctify this, shake it up in a means of pie so we can drink this sanctified tonic to help us not complain if you don't want to complain, we need to pray instead of complain. Go on, preach P-Dub. Can I preach this thing to somebody in here? We could complain, but let me just go on and testify, amen. Whenever there's an issue in my life where I am tempted to complain, God is challenging me instead of complaining I need to grow the heck up and pray about what I could complain about. I could complain about this, complain about that, complain about them, complain about this group, but God is always challenging not just me on this Sunday morning, but his people to be people who are prayerful and intercessors instead of complainers, whiners, and bellyachers. Complaining in nine times out of ten ain't going to get the job done. Complaining ain't going to encourage your spouse to be who you want them to be. Complaining ain't going to encourage your children to make the dean's list, do their domestic responsibilities, keep their room clean, or manage money. Complaining ain't going to help the people of God become who God wants them to be. Complaining ain't going to help Democrats and Republicans work for the good of our country but I dare somebody to seek God intercede and call on the name of almighty God to intervene heal bless and turn stuff around for the glory of God and the good of the people you are praying about. I dare somebody right now to make up in your mind. I could complain about them, but instead of complaining about them, I'm going to pray for them. Let me 
preach this right now. There's a woman right now in our country by the name of Stormy O'Martin. Stormy O'Martin has become a best-selling author because Stormy O'Martin knows about the power of prayer. She has created a intercessory franchise. The power of the praying wife, the power of the praying husband, the power of the praying parent, the power of the praying pastor. There's a whole laundry list and out of the life of Stormy Martin, oh Martin, Stormy O Martin has taught us not to complain, not to whine, not to critique, but to pray. And if you would, if you and I would spend more time praying than we would complaining, y'all ain't talking to me. We would see God heal more. We would see God deliver more. We'd see less divorces. We'd see more people set free. We'd see more joy. We'd see more of the will of God take place in people's lives. Complaining ain't holy, but prayer is. Complaining ain't sanctified, but intercession is. Complaining ain't gonna build nobody up, but prayer will turn some stuff around. Complaining ain't gonna open no doors, but prayer will open a door, make a way, turn around the Red Sea, make your enemies behave, and handle what we can't handle. You could complain, but pray. Let me tell you two more things. We could complain, but the first cure for complaining is to pray. You talking good, P-Dub. Not, can, I, can I keep on preaching? Uh, the second cure for complaining is not just to pray, but to develop a positive perspective. Perspective is everything. Can I preach this? And sometimes what we are lacking is perspective. Folk that complain the most are having a lack of perspective about what they're complaining about. Preach this, P-Dub. Paul is writing from a Roman jail cell. Paul doesn't have three hots and a cot. Paul ain't reading Sports Illustrated or King Magazine. Y'all ain't talking to me. Paul ain't reading Cable. Paul doesn't have a pen pal. Paul is on lockdown in a Roman jail cell. But as Paul writes to the church at Philippi, if you know anything about Paul's letter to the church at Philippi, Dr. Johnson, Paul is talking about joy. Paul is quarantined. Amen, somebody. He ain't been to the movies. He ain't been to the mall. He ain't been to the gym. He ain't gone to the Caribbean. Girls trip, I mean boys trip got canceled this year. But Paul is still talking about the joy of the Lord. His circumstances are not favorable, but Paul has joy because Paul has a positive perspective about what he is going through. Let me help somebody. Maybe the prayer we need to pray for our lives every day is, Lord, give me a positive perspective about my life and what I'm going through. 
If you don't have perspective, you'll make a mountain out of a molehill. If you don't have perspective, you'll become small and petty. If you don't have perspective, you'll argue about stuff that ain't no issue. If you don't have perspective, you'll make a big deal out of stuff that is small. If you don't have perspective, you will complain about stuff that is small and that you can easily overlook. But when you have perspective... You'll realize that even though I'm in a jail cell, y'all ain't talking to me. In a jail cell, I can still write a letter that will bless folk 2,000 years later. I'm in a jail cell, but I can still preach the good news of the gospel. I'm in a jail cell, but people are still bringing me my books so I can read and be blessed by writings of Luke. Y'all ain't talking to me. Daniel and David. I'm in a jail cell. I'm on lockdown. I'm quarantined, but I can still praise God. I still got visitation. I'm still blessed. I still got the joy of the Lord. And let me help somebody on this Sunday morning. You are more blessed than you realize. No, you can't run five miles every day like you used to, but honey, you can walk five miles. You don't have everything you used to have, but honey, you got more than you realize. Can I help somebody this morning to take inventory of how blessed you really are? You don't need a new this. You just need perspective on what you already have. Let me preach this. Uh, uh, my pastor, who I miss dearly, told a story about how at the age of 11, 12 years old on the west side of Baltimore had a tragic accident that led to him losing his eye. And out of that experience, the pain of being teased, embarrassed, and being almost treated like a medical guinea pig, he went through life with a sense of anxiety, insecurity, because he didn't have two functional eyes, but had a glass eye. One day on the campus of Hampton University, there's some preachers watching this who remembered first time we had ever heard him preach about this. He talked about how he went to God and said, God, why did I lose my eye? Had a moment of feeling sorry for himself and God spoke to him audibly and said, you don't need two eyes to preach the gospel. And they used the illustration of Jen Rummett. Y'all ain't talking to me. I, let me help somebody. Let me preach this to the real folk who know that just because you got a bad hand, you can't always throw your hand in. But sometimes you got to work with the hand God gives you. Yeah, can I preach this right now? And just because your hand is bad right now, you can work with the hand and win the game if you stay faithful with the hand God gives you. All I'm trying to tell somebody is you need perspective on what you're going through. You can't do everything that you used to do but think about what you can do. You don't have everything you used to have, but think about what you do have. Some of your friends have died, but you still got new friends. What is your perspective? Prayer is a cure. A positive perspective is a cure, but I got to close right now. 
Praise is a cure. Let me close. Watch chapel. I could complain, but I'm going to pray. I could complain, but I got a positive perspective. I could complain, but I'm going to praise God for who God is. I'm not just talking about thanking God. See, I thank God every morning. I thank God that he woke me up. I thank God I got a supportive family. I thank God my baby girl who was in the hospital for 75 days is now back home. I thank God for Duke Medical Center. I thank God for supportive friends and family. But while I'm thanking God, I got to praise God for who he is. Do I have anybody on this Sunday morning who can help me praise God? See, I can thank him for what he's done. Thank him for what he's doing. But if you really know God, you got to praise him for who he is. I praise him for being a healer. I praise him for being a way maker. I praise him for being a keeper. I praise him for being good. I praise him for being faithful. I praise him for being awesome. I praise him for being sovereign. I praise him for being providential. I praise him for who he is. If I had time, I could call the roll and take the goodness of God. I praise him for being good. I praise him for being great. I praise him for being wonderful. I praise him for being worshipful. I praise him for being gracious. I praise him for being awesome. I praise him for being holy. I praise him for being kind. But I can't stop right there. Don't make me praise him by myself. Come here, David. Let everything, let everybody that hath breath praise the Lord. Have you experienced God? What has God done for you? Who is God to you? Then praise him for who he's been. Praise him for being a keeper. Praise him for being a way maker. Don't complain, honey. Don't complain, brother. Don't complain, sister. Don't bellyache. Don't whine. Don't sing the blues. But praise his name. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Let everything that have breath praise the Lord. There's power in your praise. There's breakthrough in your praise. There's glory in your praise. Praise God. Hey. If you know him as a healer, praise him. If you know him as a way maker, praise him. If you know him as a keeper, praise him. And some stuff we just don't need to complain about. Your team losing ain't nothing to complain about. Football season being shortened, there ain't nothing to complain about. You ain't getting paid. Some stuff shouldn't even register. Cardi, who, who, who the little girl got divorced from Offset? One of, one of them goes, that ain't, that ain't, that shouldn't even register. You ain't married to him. 
he cheating on her. Well, that ain't you. What you complaining about that for? Homecoming, cancel. It be there next year. You gonna save a bunch of money cause you ain't gonna rent that car this year. You renting a Tesla, driving to Greensboro, amen. Pray. I need a positive perspective. I need to praise. You know, perspective is something called attitude. Adjust my attitude. I need to pivot my perspective. Sometimes we get worked up. This dream didn't happen. Get a new dream. He don't love me no more. Honey, there are plenty of fish in the sea. Is some, your, his, his trash is somebody else's treasure. It's half full. No, it, it ain't half empty. It's half full. The chicken man didn't start KFC till he was in his 60s. It ain't done for you. Abraham and Sarah, come on, talk to me, somebody. I don't have a man yet. Well, you just going to be a, a holy cougar. He in college now. God going to raise him up for you. God going to raise him up for you. Somebody. You don't have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. God is speaking to you right now, inviting you into a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. You're not saved. You don't comprehend what salvation is. Today's the day for you to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord. Admit that you're a sinner. Believe that Jesus died for you. Confess Christ as your Lord and Savior. That, that's salvation. But the, the good part is doing what God says do. And somebody right now, God is telling you to enter into a relationship with his son, Jesus Christ. Somebody right now, you're saved. You don't have a church home. You're saved, but you don't have a church home. We want you to unite with Watch Chapel right now. You need a church home. You need a place, a pastor that's going to speak into your life. You need brothers and sisters who are going to be iron that sharpens iron to you in your life. Every now and then you need somebody who's going to say, hey, man, don't, don't complain about that. Just, 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 just pray about that. You need some people that love you enough to be truthfully, kindly, tactful. To say, hey, I know you're going through right now, but you, you're going to overcome this. You're going to get through it. God ain't through with you. Your latter days will be better than your former days. Am I talking to somebody on this morning? Lord, win somebody right now. Draw somebody right now. Let your word do its work right now. There's somebody who's going to unite with Watch Chapel. Somebody going to get saved. In Jesus' name. Amen. May the grace of our Lord and Savior, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, 
rest, rule, and abide with us until we shall meet again. Watch Chapel. We'll see you on Wednesday night. We'll see you for Awana. Parents, we'll see you at Virtual Nursery at 1130. Choir, lead us out. P-Dub. Amen. All of my good days outweigh my bad days. And I won't complain. That's what we take throughout this week. May your struggles keep you near the cross. And may your troubles show that you need God. And may
Hold life and pay your 